Welcome to the journey with Sarah Alexia, where we embark on life's roller coasters together because this life is not easy. Join me, your host, Sarah Alexia, as we navigate the twists and turns, finding comfort in the belief that with a touch of humor, because I can be funny, a sprinkle of motivation, and a dash of divine guidance, life's journeys becomes not just bearable, but truly remarkable. Get ready for a podcast full of wisdom, motivation, and the timeless words from the good book itself, the Holy Bible. Let the journey begin. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to my podcast, The Journey with Sarah Alexia. I hope you all have been enjoying my episodes so far. I hope they've been a blessing to you. And yeah, I'm just excited for this new episode that we're going to dive into. So the title of this episode, I was I was stuck between two titles, um, but the title that I went with is Free From Destruction. I was going to call it another savage episode, but I'm like, mm, I, I, I want there to be some type of freedom. I no longer want, you know, to, to walk in this savage lifestyle, but there needs to be freedom. So the title of this episode is called Free From Destruction. So let's get into it. So recently, I got into watching football. Now, I've never really been like a big fan of football in my adult years. But when I was younger, um, you know, like a preteen into teenage years, um, I used to be a cheerleader. I was a cheerleader for the North End 49ers. Shout out to my 49ers from Providence. Um, so I cheerlead for about eight years. And then I was a co- I was a cheerleading coach. So like I was always around the football vicinity and like really into the football games when I was younger and then you know growing up also with my little brother we used to play Madden a lot I used to play fag football a lot and like I knew the positions and mind you I know how to play football but I wasn't really into like watching the NFL um but I recently got into it solely because Eagles now I can talk about Eagles and why I'm so fascinated about about them but that would have to be a podcast for another day. But Eagles have definitely been my thing this season. It's been my bird for the season. It's been my symbol. As I record this episode, I'm looking at two Eagle statues that are on um, my nightstand. So Eagles have definitely been my thing. Now, I remember one time I was scrolling on Facebook and I saw that the Eagles were playing. And I'm like, ooh, ooh. I called my, I called my good sister family. I'm like, yo, do you know? Because her husband's into football. And I was like, yo, do you know how I can watch this football game? The Eagles are in the Super Bowl. And she's like, Sarah, are you so serious? Like, really, you're about to watch football because the Eagles. I'm like, absolutely. So I watched the football game. The Eagles won. And then the next week, I was, I was very invested in, you know, watching the football game again to the point where I went to Buffalo Wild Wings and I went to go watch the football game and the Eagles won again. And now they're on their way to the Super Bowl. And like, I just need the world to know that if the Eagles win the Super Bowl in 2023, it is going to be a part of my testament. It's going to be, it's going to speak volumes to my life. Like that's how much I want the Eagles to win. Um, Cause it will definitely be a testimony to what God is about to do in my life.
So clearly, I'm really excited for the Eagles to win this Super Bowl. Like, my money, all bets are on the Eagles. Now, given my background and given those who have known me over the last year, they're like, yo, Sarah, why are you so into football? Like, not not those who are really close to me, but those, you know, who know me from a distance. They'll be like, yo, I've never seen you at a football game. I've never seen you wear a football jersey. You thought Tom Brady was a basketball player. Um, You thought Dwayne Wade was a quarterback for the Miami Heats. Like, you don't know anything about football. So why is it that you all of a sudden want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Now, if they don't know my testimony about Eagles, one would say that I'm a bandwagon and that, you know, my motives for the Eagles to win isn't really pure. Like, I'm just following a bandwagon, right? Because like I said, I know nothing about football. And all of a sudden, you know, a, a girl from New England, she just wants the Philadelphia Eagles to win. Rightfully so. And them thinking I have an impure motive, that's valid. I get it. I get it. You you can call me a bandwagon, but because you don't truly know me and know my heart's desire, that I'm going to let you rock with that. So again, folks may think I have a bad motive, which is fine. I know my motive is pure and you would have to be close to me in order to understand why my motive is the way my motive is. So while we're on the topic of motives, that's basically um, the summary of this podcast. We're going to be talking about motives and how it can cause destruction to people's lives. So when I look at, when I Google the definition of motive, Google defines it as a reason for doing something, especially one that is hidden or not obvious. So let's think back to my desire for the Eagles to be successful in the Super Bowl. Now, my motive, right, that's hidden that no one really knows is that I, I like, there's a testimony as far as Eagles go. So the fact that the Eagles is a symbol or that's just the name of their team, that is the reason why I want them to win because that is my testimony. It's been my testimony as 2022 is ending and it's my testimony as 2023 is starting. So that is the hidden motive. Like that is the desire, but it's a godly motive, a godly desire. It's all centered around what God is doing in my life. Now, one may assume like, oh, she's just being a bandwagon. She just wants to join the parade. She just wants to say that's her team. That is also a hidden motive because it could be true, but that's not true. You have to get to know someone in order to understand what is their true motive for either success? What is their true motive for a relationship? What is their true motive for money? Like, what is your true motive? So again, the Google definition of motive is a reason for doing something, especially one that is hidden or not obvious. Now, the way I see motives um, based off Google's definition, motives can be good or motives can be bad, but it all depends on your heart's position. Now, if you're anything like me, you're probably trying to decipher what is a good motive and what is a bad motive. Now, I kind of gave a scenario with my desire of the Super Bowl, a quote-unquote good motive and a quote-unquote bad motive. My quote-unquote good motive, which is like, you know, the good position of my heart is eagles are my thing. That's why I want the Eagles to win. Now, a bad motive could be you're just hopping on the bandwagon. You really don't have a football team. You're just you're just jumping in just to jump in. That's not really a bad motive, but it's it doesn't compare to the good motive, I guess. Um, but let's let's really let's really break it down and have a real scenario. Now, let's think about giving to those in need, giving to a homeless person, those who are less fortunate. And you want to provide for them, whether it be by money or whether it be by buying them food, buying them clothes, whatever. But you want to provide for them. But what is your real motive? Now let's look at a good mo- let's look at a good and pure motive in this scenario. A good and pure motive would be 
you simply just have compassion. Like you're just moved. Like you're like, wow, this hurts my heart. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to, you know, provide for you. I'm going to buy you a meal. I'm going to get to know you and make sure you feel loved and seen. Not only am I just going to, you know, dap you up with $5, take a selfie with you. I'm going to make sure you feel seen and known. I'm going to get to know your name and I'm going to say, God bless you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to tell you that Jesus loves you because I want to make sure you feel seen and loved. Now, let's look at a bad and impure motive. And this is something I see a lot to the point where I'm like, yo, y'all don't read the Bible. But um, so a bad or impure motive is just doing something to be seen by others when it comes to feeding the homeless. So that means you see a, a, a homeless person or you have this day planned out where you're going to be providing for those less fortunate and you have your camera crew, you have your selfie stick ready, um, you, you, you post a whole thing on Facebook, you make a production out of providing for the homeless. And mind you, there's something in the Bible that says, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing or vice versa. So as you're, you're, you're having your whole camera crew, you're doing a whole production, you're letting the whole world know that you're a good Samaritan. You got to think about the person you're providing for. How do they feel on the inside? Do they feel like a, a mockery? Do, are there, like, do they feel less than, you know, do they feel like they're not worthy? Like, do they feel embarrassed? Do they feel ashamed because you're sitting there making a whole production out of feeding them. You're sitting there making a whole production out of them not having it. Like, think about how your impure motive is leading to the destruction of their integrity. So that that's how I see a good motive and a bad motive. A good motive, you just do it out of the kindness of your heart to the point where you don't need to take out a camera. You're just doing this because your heart is pure. So now that we've seen a hypothetical situation, because like I said, I've seen it before. But, you know, you, you could be listening to this podcast and you've probably never seen it. So let's think about a real life scenario that I've seen on TV and that many of you all probably have seen on TV. So I'm pretty sure y'all have watched The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And y'all remember the episode with Will, you know, meeting his father for the first time in like 15 years, right? So yeah, Will meets his father for the first time in 15 years, and Will is excited. You know, at first, he has minimal feelings. He doesn't know how to feel, but Will sees this as an opportunity to get to know his dad and just to, you know, rebuild what was lost over those years. But there's two people that I want to specifically focus on when it comes to motives. We have Lou, which is Will's father, and then we have Phil, which is Lou's uncle, Uncle Phil. So Lou, come, Lou comes back into Will's life out of the blue, out of nowhere. This man just was mad random. And he tells Will that he basically wants to do better and be a part of his son's life. Rightfully so, one would think, you know, wow, that's so dope. You know, I love reconciliation. It's a beautiful thing. And Will deserves to know his father. And Will's father deserves to get to know him and rebuild what was lost. Um, so it's great. That's great. Now we have Uncle Phil. He just isn't a fan of Lou doesn't want Will spending time with Lou. He doesn't even want Will going um, to spend time with Lou in the summer. And he's just bitter. He's, one would think that um, Uncle Phil is bitter. One would think that Uncle Will is, Uncle Phil is, um, you know, unforgiving. And he's just an overall terrible person. And again, from the outside looking in and not really looking at the heart, rightfully so, you have the right to make that accusation. But now let's think back to what I said about, you know, what motives really are. Motives 
really just depends on your heart. Where is your heart's position? Are you doing things to be seen? Like with the homeless person, you just want a whole, you just want to make sure you feel good. You want to make sure you feel good about yourself. Or are you doing things just out of compassion, just because you're moved by the love you have for that person? So again, like we, we can think that Lou had a good motive and we could think that Uncle Phil had the bad motive. But like I said before, it all comes down to your heart. So now fast forward in this episode, Lou ends up flaking on Will, which left Will feeling rejected and unwanted. Now remember, the title of this episode is called Free From Destruction. And what, 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 what I meant by that is we have the ability to be free from destructing people's lives by just really searching our hearts and searching our hearts' motives. Because I can tell you I've had a lot of bad motives in my past and I've destructed some lives, but now God has shifted my life in a way where I don't have to destruct your life. Why? Because I ask the Lord every day to search my heart, know my anxious heart. Why am I doing this? Why is this a decision? Um, But let me not get ahead of myself. But yeah, Lou ends up flaking on Will, which leaves Will feeling rejected and unwanted. But let's look back to Uncle Phil, which you probably thought was bitter, you probably thought was unforgiving, and you just thought he was an overall terrible person. Now, although he was very angry at Will for just, you know, so quick to drop him, just drop him, he told, uh, Will told Uncle Phil that he's not his father, things of that nature, and it left Uncle Phil feeling devastated to the point where he's asking his own kids, like, do you think I'm a good father? Because that's how much he cared about Will. To the point where Lou had came to talk to um, Uncle Phil and his wife first. And Uncle Phil was like, yo, I will send him out. You don't got room in his car, that's fine. But I will send him to your destination. And Lou just wasn't having it. Um, like, Uncle Phil was getting ready to fight Lou. And we got to think, like, the reason why he was getting stirred up is because he cared about Will. Like, one could call him bitter, one could call him mean, but he cared so much about Will that he didn't want Will to be destructive. He knew what this was going to do to Will's emotions. So again, from the outside, look like from the outside, it can look like we have bad motives, but it all comes down to the heart. One would think that Uncle Phil's motive was just bad, like he was just a terrible person, but no, he truly cared about Will and his well-being. Now he's his nephew is feeling rejected and unwanted, and he has to go back and make sure he restores that. And he's willing to do so because he cares so much. Lou, on the other hand, I'm pretty sure, like it doesn't say in the episode, but I'm pretty sure his motive, he just wants to feel good. You know, the, them two seconds that he spent with Will, he just wants to feel good about himself. And like, yo, yeah, I went to go see my son. Yeah. You know, I spent time with my son. Yeah, I paid for this for my, like, he just wants to feel good about himself. But, you know, being a father doesn't require just two seconds of your son's time. Being a father is a lifelong commitment. But Lou wasn't ready to do all that. Uncle Phil was, though. And that's why he was so unforgiving, I I must say. That's why he was so bitter, I must say. But it was out of the kindness of his heart towards Will. Now, as mentioned before, motives really start with your heart now i know this is not your typical episode where i'm talking about my life or i'm talking about some random like i'm not this is not something that's common right and a lot of the decisions we make in life it really all does come down to your motives when we go into relationships when we go into jobs when we go when you're trying to buy a house buy a car what is your motives a lot of things we struggle with a lot of the sins that we struggle with a lot of the habits that we struggle with it really comes down to your heart's position, 
your motives. The Bible talks about, and I love this verse so much, the heart is deceitful, who can know it? And I had mentioned before that I have destructed some lives, more than I can count. And that's because of my heart's position. What What is my heart's position towards you? What is my heart's position in this scenario? And God had to show me that to the point where I had to check myself, like, Sarah, this is not something you should be doing and something that you should be proud of. I would be destructing people's lives and I would be proud of it. And it's nothing to be proud of at all. Like, I had to repent and tell God, I'm so sorry. Like, I I, I probably didn't go back to the person, but I had to tell God, I'm so sorry. Because when you destruct the lives of other people and you're happy about it, you're basically saying, I'm happy that I destructed the person who was made in the image of God, which is not good. So you're probably wondering, yo, Sarah, like, what do you, so how do I check to see if I have a good motive or a bad motive? Sometimes you just got to ask yourself, why are you doing this? So let, let me just give you a couple of scenarios. And these scenarios apply to me, believe it or not. A lot of y'all are going to be like, what? I thought that was always something you wanted to do. No, it was a bad motive. These were all bad motives for me. So uh, let's say you want to become a teacher. Now, you, becoming, you wanted to become a teacher. Are you really invested in children's lives? Are you really invested in the future of children? You know, do you really want to see them make something for them for themselves and you want to have that impact? Or do you just want to become a teacher for the sake of money? Do you want to become a teacher because your crush is a teacher? Why do you really want to become a teacher? Now, if it's the former, great. You're gonna be you're gonna be a successful teacher. Now, if it's the latter, when you get into that career, because teaching is not for the faint of heart. When you get into that career and it's just too much and you're just like, bro, no money is worth this. No man is worth this. You now have destructed the lives of those children who got close to you, who looked up to you. And now you're going to quit because this is not worth the money. This is not worth the man that you had a crush on who also was in the same career. Now, just think about children who like who always struggle with people in and out their lives. Now, the teacher that they actually like just can't handle it anymore and is now leaving because they had an impure motive before coming into teaching that's one scenario and that's deep but it's happened before and I almost fell into that trap but again because of the grace and mercy of God he turned it around and I I am a successful teacher but when I first got into teaching bro there were several impure motives that I had um let's say you want to be in a relationship now again this is everyone struggles with this you if you don't struggle with this god bless you but do you want to be in a relationship just because you want to grow with someone you want to build goals with someone you want to build with someone you just want that you know you just want to share love with someone like straight pure motives or is it because you want the world to know that you can get a man you want to compete with your best friend and be like yo i got a boyfriend before you um what is your motive now if your motive is the former it's going to be a successful relationship. If your motive is the latter, bro, it's going to be nothing but destruction in that relationship. And you might end up hurting yourself and the next person. Because your motive is not pure. Your motive is just to be seen. Your motive is to just be seen, which is going to cause destruction in the the life of the person that you're dating. Because that person is probably really into you and is not in the relationship for the sake of why you're in the relationship. But because... You know, you guys are not on the same page. The Bible talks about how can two walk together unless they agree. Unless they agree, if you're not on the same page, it's not going to go well. So that's a second scenario to think about. The last scenario I want you to think about, and yo, this was this was one for me too. Let's say you buy a house or you buy a car. Now let's let's stick let's stick to buying a house. 
do you buy a house because you just want to make a name not not you want to make a name for yourself but you want to own land you want to start a legacy or build a legacy you, you, you just want to create something for your for your name and for your children. Like, this is not something you, you've seen, especially for people of color. So you just want to make sure you break that stereotype. Or, again, do you just want to be seen by others? Are you trying to compete with your little brother who also just bought a house? What is the motive? Now, if you're just trying to compete with somebody or trying to be seen, let me tell you something. This house, the house that you buy is going to be hard to maintain. It's going to be stressful. You're just going to be stressed. But if you know that building legacy starts with, you know, turmoil and trouble and like it's not going to be easy, you're going to push through. But if you're not built for this and you haven't gotten in your mind like, yo, this this is this is what I need to do and this needs to happen, you're just going to sell the house as soon as trouble comes. And again, I've been there, but if it wasn't for the grace and mercy of God and me just repenting of my motives, I would have probably sold my house a long time ago. So those are just three scenarios that I think of at the top of my mind. Of course, there's also ministry motives. What is your motives for joining ministry? What is your motives for being a friend with somebody? What is your motives for picking up a new hobby? What is your motive? Um, really think about why am I doing this? What's the like? What's the good? What's the bad of this? And again, like I said, everything comes down to your heart. And and if you have had an impure motive before, it's not too late. It's not too late for God to turn it around. The Bible talks about how God causes everything to turn out for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. It also talks about in, when Joseph and his brothers, like, God will take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it around for your good. So even if you started off something with a bad motive, it's not too late for God to turn it around and for him to make it righteous. So again, I just want, I, the reason, this is a different episode, and the reason why I want to talk about this is, like, we really got to check our motives in 2023, because we definitely want to live a life that's free from destruction and free from just breaking people. A lot of people are committing suicide. A lot of people are feeling lonely. A lot of people are feeling abandoned, and that's because it started with someone who had an impure motive. Not, probably not towards them, but just a bad motive overall. And all that could have been avoided if we just check our motives. And like, we need more of that in this world where we're checking our motives and making sure that our motives are pure. So let's live a life free from destruction. And I just pray that, you know, this blesses you and allows you to really just check your heart and check your mind and making sure that you have pure motives because we're called to live a life free from destruction. So be blessed and I will catch you on the next episode.